Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y-Smith. Now today, I'm going to actually discuss with you the new root that the enemy can form into you. And that new root is called the root of slander. So let's go ahead and define it. Now slander means a false report maliciously uttered intending to injure the reputation of a person. And the scripture that I actually use with that comes from Psalm 101 verse 5, which says, Whoso privately slanders his neighbor, him will I cut off from me. He who has a haughty look and a proud and arrogant heart, I cannot and I will not tolerate. And again, that's Psalm 101 verse 5. Now, when the root of slander takes place, you are already allowing the seed of gossip in you to grow and escalate to a higher level. As the enemy has you in this mindset, you have already formed a negative opinion about a person. The person's reputation is at stake because only the wrong or negative information is being expressed about the person to other people. Somehow, the actual truth was lost in the midst of passing stories or even gossiping from one person to another. Now, if the enemy has you in this mindset of slander, Unfortunately, you have allowed yourself to believe nothing but negative things about a person. The enemy will make sure that he puts every damaging and condemning or even judgmental accusation of the person at the forefront of your mind. It becomes such a daily part of you to where you are constantly discussing it to other people you will start to see that not only do people listen to you, but more people will become a part of the narrative. And they also start to add misleading information to the conversations. And the stories start to grow and grow and grow. As time goes on, most people have by now concluded the worst. And because of the mass amount of people believing the wrong information, that's how slander continues to escalate. So now let's go ahead and look at our example again with Jesus and the Pharisees. So I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 12 verses 22 through 32 and it says, Then a demon-possessed man who was both blind and unable to talk was brought to Jesus. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed. Could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? They wondered out loud. But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom at war with itself is doomed. A city or home divided against itself is doomed. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by the prince of demons, what about your own followers? They cast out demons too. 
so they will judge you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. Let me illustrate this. You can't enter a strong man's house and rob him without first tying him up. Only then can his house be robbed. Anyone who isn't helping me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Every sin or blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which can never be forgiven. Anyone who blasphemes against me, the Son of Man, can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. And again, that's Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 32. So as you can see from the scriptures, the Pharisees tried to persuade the crowd again and use slander against Jesus so that the crowd wouldn't believe the miracles that he had performed. But it was because of the miraculous healings that people actually started getting closer to Jesus. It was also unfortunate that religious leaders would try to influence a crowd to stain Jesus's image in hopes that he wouldn't do what he needed to do. As sad as it is to see the religious leaders act that way against Jesus, unfortunately, I believe that the same would probably happen in today's time, even though we know all about Jesus. I believe that some religious leaders would want Jesus to come to their churches or go to the White House or hold a major, you know, conference or meeting for him. Now, I believe Jesus would want to go talk to the homeless or help those who are addicted to drugs and alcohol or go to the shelters or the prisons or the hospitals or even just minister to those who are just not being ministered to. And I could see some people getting mad about that and they would slander his name or probably even say that he wasn't even the son of God. Even if they saw him come down on a white cloud and hear the clarion call. I am sure people want him to do what they expect him to do versus what he would be doing which is basically what took place back then with the Pharisees. On another note, I do want to add that in verses 31 and 32 from Matthew chapter 12, Jesus also shares the one sin that is never forgiven. Jesus will forgive you of every sin that is committed, except if you blasphemy, which also means, of course, cursing or swearing or using any type of profanities against the Holy Spirit. He said that it is not forgiven in this world or the world to come. So with that being said, no one, and I do mean no one, should ever speak against the Holy Spirit. Now, going back, when a person is dealing with the root of slander in their life, it becomes frustrating and probably even painful because their integrity and character are in question. People lose respect for you because most of the time people are believing false information about you. It becomes even more challenging if the information is being spread by well-respected people, 
either in the community or maybe just across the state with different leaders. So let me just ask you, how do you recover from that? How can you convince people that the information that is being spread about you is not true? First, continue to trust Christ that he will work things out for you. Now, I know it will be hard to deal with, especially if you're constantly hearing it. But you have to have the faith and be really just willing to just release that scar that's come up on you. Please don't keep holding on to the conversations that have been said about you because you know who you are and you know whose you are. So don't allow someone else's negativity to define who you are. Now, if you are the one that is actually slandering other people, it is obvious that the information that you are sharing is what you believe about the person. Now, Matthew chapter 12, verses 34 through 35 says, For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good words from a good heart, and an evil person produces evil words from an evil heart. Therefore, it all comes down to what you have in your heart. If you keep spreading false information about another person, you have concluded already and believe that the information is true about them. Even if the person has kept telling you that the information about them is false, their character is being stained by you. So know that your actions and speech are being witnessed by God and you will have to give an account of what you say on Judgment Day. Now, Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 through 37 says, And I tell you that you must give an account on Judgment Day of every idle word you speak. The words you say now reflect your fate then. Either you will be justified by them or you will be condemned. And I know that's a scripture that I've given to you in the past, but I just like to reiterate that just so that you really understand the significance of that. So please just really start to think before you speak because God's, you know, recording everything while you're here on this earth. Now, as a Christian, please do not disrespect a fellow Christian by slandering them. If you do, you must first ask yourself, what does that say really about you and your character? If you feel that a brother or sister in Christ has done something wrong, your first level of action should just be to pray for them. Now, the enemy will try to tempt you to get involved in the discussions that may be taking place, but you just have got to just remove yourself from it. Remember, people are always watching to see what your um, talk is like as well as what your walk is like, and you don't want that to be stained. Now, with the increase of technology, in all of the social media outlets, unfortunately, there is a major influx of slandering taking place. It actually becomes sad to see that the more slander that takes place, the more volume and traffic with social media outlets will be taking place also. The more ratings that you see with television stations or likes from a page on social media, or even just things that pop up on the news, 
usually results in a lot of negativity and slander being happening with a particular person. Now, I discussed earlier in the week on how Jesus shared the two main commandments, which consisted of love. So let me just ask, why does expressing love seem to not get the excitement as expressing slander? Why do you think that the generation likes and feeds upon the negativity of wrong or inaccurate information more than they embrace accurate or factual information? Unfortunately, the enemy has convinced people that keeping confusion going and making us more divisive and separate is a good thing. Now, it will be a better solution for him and all of the goals that he has set for causing destruction in your life. You must make sure that you don't allow yourself to allow it to get to this point. Another thing also to keep in mind is to just make sure that you don't show that type of behaviors around your children, especially when slandering is taking place. Also, don't allow them to participate in it. Children need to be held accountable. And the sooner that you make a correction, the sooner that you can hopefully break a habit that may be forming. If you actually dismiss it as if it is nothing, or if you don't address it at all, then the wrong message can actually be sent to them, thinking that it's okay to be disrespectful to other people. So please address it immediately. Damaging someone's reputation or character should not be something anyone should want to do. The Holy Spirit will convict you so that you will stop doing it and refrain from doing it in the future. False information that is constantly conveyed to others can be detrimental to some people, especially if they do lack confidence within themselves. Even if they don't have any self-esteem issues, the wrong information told to a lot of people consistently can just be overwhelming and hard to deal with. So please just don't allow the enemy to keep feeding you that type of narrative by tearing down another person. There's really no gain in that. So on Monday, I'm going to actually be covering a new root, which is going to be the root of betrayal. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.